Those teachers are going to be informing your child from a biblical worldview and a biblical framework about life and reality. One of those things being that God's word is designed to lovingly heal us from sin. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Oh, man. Oh. Hey, everybody. The great crowd hey. here tonight. Oh, lively. So sprightly. Oh, man. All right. All right. We can turn it down, guys. Turn oh, it man. down. All right. Well, this is a great, great time here at the Carpe Fide studio. Uh, with our live audience here for uh, episode 70 tonight, Jesse. Episode 70. Seven, zero. Yeah, I we... I can't believe we've done 70 of these. I can't believe people still listen to these things. What's wrong with people? Well, a couple. So. We we love you. <laughs> we love you so much. We got a new fun soundboard. <laughs> Wee. Yeah, that's right. Applause. We got applause. Got we got buttons. sounds. We got, we got buttons. When Jesse makes it... Oh, whoa. Yeah. So it's psychedelic. And I then when Jesse makes a dumb yeah. joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like real. It's like real yeah. times. What we should have done, though, was add a lot of uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth because this episode is going to hit you. It, uh, it's just going to knock you down. Yeah, so straight <laughs> up, we started off with applause and some fun, but we want to warn everyone right now. Everyone, stand warned. Uh, this is going to come with what I'm going to call a PG-13 level of understanding Oh, at full least. fainting goat. Uh. At least, yes. So we 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 with with our Canadian with some of our Canadian friends, we have a uh, a fainting goat meter, right? So if your favorite movie is Pride and Prejudice or Sense and Sensibility or Little Women, if your favorite book is Little Women, uh, this is a full on five out of five fainting goat language and content warning. Yes. Uh, so you know, hide your wives, hide your kids. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what a clip this, uh, that was! Though. What a crazy interview. This is a, this is a. Judge <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> this is most definitely going to be a mature topic. Our our title for tonight is uh, "So You Are Groomers." Then, then, yeah. Uh, the uh, okay groomer um, ma- mantra that went around as more and more was coming out uh, about the. Uh, sexual revolution infiltrating the the school, which in turn kind of received its own backlash because then it was like, oh, you, these aren't groomers. You don't use the word groomer right. You can't say, okay, groomer. Um, you can't make fun of my movement. <laughs> That's mean. Well, it turns out the okay groomer idea uh, may have been not only spot on, but 100% accurate. <laughs> people earn their memes, people. Yeah, seriously. I mean, what do you meme, bro? Seriously. That's a great YouTube channel, actually. Have sure you ever watched is. that guy? What do you mean? Uh, that guy? Yes, I've 100% watched the What Do You Mean guy, yeah. and he's he's pretty fire. Anyway. Um, so so here we're actually going to take a little look um, <laughs> into the trans in book. <laughs> it's not, no. This should, if this is, uh, sadly, this is in books, but it shouldn't be. Um, we're going to be looking at the Trans Wellness Conference from 2021. Now, that seems like it was really far away. Um, but it was the summer of 2021 leading into the current school year that we're finishing up now. So th- this school year finishing up. Now, I'm focusing in on this particular uh, incident issue because the Philadelphia School District. Now, for some reason, the Trans Wellness Conference is a virtual conference, yet it's the Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference, which is interesting when you think about it because it's virtual. So why is it? 
get to be dictated by a location. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the uh, particularly this this is in our backyard. So if you're in South, if you live in South Jersey, you are you consider yourself a a Philadelphia fan. You are a a Philadelphia associated person. And so if you're in North Jersey, you associate with New York. So that's kind of our dichotomy here. So this feels like in our backyard. The uh, PSD, that'd be the Philadelphia School District, uh, the administrator for the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which I actually reverse to be diversity, inclusion, and equity, because it should spell die. Diversity, inclusion, and equity. Uh, that administrator sent out a email on the entire uh, PSD uh, email list, so the Philadelphia School District, recommending to all teachers that they should go to the Trans Wellness Conference in 2021 um, to educate themselves on trans as well as LGBTQIA plus uh, gender dysphoric issues. And what they learned was how to groom kids for strange, twisted, sick fantasies. Yes, there was much there. The <laughs> like, if this was going to get a you know. MPA rating, a, a national rating for a movie, the Motion Picture Association of America. I feel like this would have been an NC-17 situation. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of body parts on screens, and uh, they it's it was bad. Um, like, I think these people do things that are illegal, and I think that they think that they're fun and fine. Um, when man is the standard of righteousness, I'm not sure what becomes illegal anymore, so it's kind of... Kind of a sad reality. Are you a theonomist now? <laughs> I'm just I'm just talking about standards of righteousness. <laughs> you always want to mix in something when it doesn't have a place, and that's what every good theonomist would do. So, on God touche, Hall, Jesus juke. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I feel like we're kind of kicking around the bush here because we really don't want to dive into this content but i think it's so important to point out that they are definitely so let's just setting the stage you have this email going out to all educators recommending this conference for them to go to now here's what i'm going to say emphatically if as a teacher you went to this conference to receive information to then pass it on in any way to students i feel like there's only one thing that that is and that is grooming it is grooming them for what is emphatically uh, sexual uh, deviancy. I think that's. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Um, Agreed. I mean, these people are self-professing sexual deviants, so I don't know what else, what other trajectory they think that they're trying to aim for. Well, I mean, they're also witchy. That one, <laughs> <laughs> witchy, oh. trans femme. Dude, there was about eighteen different adjectives to describe this woman man things three different personalities i would really <laughs> love i really would love to really love to play that later for you so you can understand that she he that i they they, they it's a demon i don't know <laughs> they, it's, it's not <laughs> you, you can't just say these things they're people that need jesus to exercise all right um so having sent this email out we're assuming that this was op- now uh, it's a free conference it's open to the educators they've been recommended it from the die office the diversity inclusion and equity office um and as we all know in schools you darn well better listen to the the die department department because if you don't you will die a hey, public shaming um it's just it was just I, I just feel like just for general population the content of this this conference was disturbing 
And then when you then take it to kids, I just it can't be. I don't know how it is. I don't know how it does not fit the definition of grooming, which is like, to prepare someone for uh, sexual deviancy, sexual misuse. Like, can you, you? I mean, we we both went to school, right? I mean, can you imagine any of your teachers sitting through this? I mean, fortunately, we went to private Christian school, but I mean, like, just like the age group of like, all of the public like educators that, I know, like our I parents' age and older. I just can't imagine any of the public educators I know, like willingly sitting through this and being like, yep, that was all good. That's exactly what I needed to what hear. What a helpful conference. This is going to make my teaching much better. Um, what website was that on? <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So if this, if this content's being given to kids, I just want to make it very clear. I believe that, that, it's okay. Groomer needs to realize we need to realize it's not a meme. It's reality, right? It's a, it's a millstone around the neck. Yes. Yes. Do not. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely going to be some people that are going to stand before Christ one day and they are the, the, just the amount of, of shame. If they have not given this to Christ is going to be overwhelming. I thought we'd start with the medical doctor. And uh, some of the things that he clipped. Oh, by the way, this is a huge shout out. Uh, This is Christopher Rufo did uh, this deep dive. He actually wrote the original piece on City Journal. The uh, the we'll we'll include a link to his original work in the show notes. The uh, title of it was Philadelphia Schools Tout Radical Transgender Conference. Um, So way to go, Philly. Yay. Go Eagles. Oh, man. Come on, birds. Um the uh Eagles, land on this tear it up from land <laughs> get it out of our face please as a, as a bird of prey do fall down on this conference and doth consume with, it with overwhelming force and may your talents grip it mightily yeah I mean, um, b- before we get it before we get it this is straight romans one content this is sodom and gomorrah content this is uh, you know, Judah and Tamar content. This is the, the worst in our, I mean, in my opinion, this is some of the worst examples of human depravity that are given on a public forum in modernity, I think. Yeah, so I think for the first clip, we will start with the most normal sounding and looking human that was uh, in these clips provided by Christopher Rufo. Um this is Dr. Scott Mosser. Dr. Scott Mosser um, does transition surgeries. Um, that's that's kind of the thing that he does. He's performed a lot, a lot. Uh, I believe uh, several thousand uh, was his number uh, of of top surgeries. So um, two thousand. There you go. Two thousand. He'll he'll say it. Don't worry. Two thousand top surgeries. Um, this is. This is his. This is what he does. He um, he takes perfectly uh, healthy um, human anatomy and destroys it. Um, and when you will hear him talk, he will be talking uh, in a tone that sounds rational. But when you listen to the words that he is going to say, I want you to hear them because although his tone may sound rational and uh, he may speak as if he is very convinced. Uh, when you listen to the words, uh, there's not much much left to be other than uh, it's disturbed. So, Dr. Scott Mosser. 
me. So I'm uh, super committed to gender surgery. In the past, I used to do cosmetic surgery. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon, and I've always been drawn to things that are deeply impactful. In the GCC, Gender Confirmation Center in San Francisco, we kind of have these like secret missions. Now, now that it's on a slide, these public secret missions, which are, uh, one of them is that we try to, we try to live with our values 30 to 40 years in the future. So, and that puts us in a mindset of um, extreme affirmation, because affirmation at that time is a foregone conclusion. This is a time in the future when gender is just a thing. Nobody makes a big deal out of it. People are being screened as children and adolescents for their gender journey and appropriate steps are taken to get them involved in a multidisciplinary process to get them where they need to go that's may it never be (laughs) yeah so right off the bat here what he's saying is at, at the gcc the gender confirmation center where he works in san francisco which apart from the weather i would recommend no one visiting ever um you know one good earthquake on the right fault line and uh just falls right down. We could just push it all out. To right down with that. <laughs> what was that one family that got opened the earth and swallowed them whole? Uh, Aiken, Aiken and his family. Oh, they, yeah. they swallowed them up. Yep. Yeah. Shaking, bacon, Aiken. Yeah. So anyway, um, what he just said was at the GCC, they live. They try. They live their values thirty years in the future. What What he's saying is they they take. They take their values and their principles and they just pretend it's 2050. Then they assume that in 2050, all of their values are just normative reality because it's 2050. And why wouldn't it be normative reality? And so they assume that all children will be screened as children to decide their gender. And then the appropriate affirmation process will begin depending on what the child has decided. Now, I'm assuming also in this reality, uh, we have unicorns and flying cars, uh, and Marty McFly will uh, come back without any medical conditions because apparently this is a not real place that this man wants to live in. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, boy, not if we have something to say about it. Not if general reality has anything to say about it. This Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. His future doesn't exist because the collapse of society comes before we ever get to that point. And right? that's facts. Right? I mean, it, it, it does. It just does. I mean, we've seen it throughout human history when this insanity is embraced. Totalitarianism overtakes and then quickly burns out because it's obviously not sustainable. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it happens before at this, this point, guy gets what he wants. Yeah, at this point, either God's just reaching out in judgment with, like, I don't know, the Islamic Caliphate or China or the World Economic Forum. Because this guy, I mean, this reality. This spot, is, spot the difference between these three things. <laughs> well, it's actually, you know, it's a hard, but that's another podcast. We'll do that some other time. We can talk about it some other time. I, I'm all about it. Um, anyway, that's not all this man has to say. He has more, but that is disturbing. That this is what, and this whole conference feels like it is living that way. Now, again, educators were sent an email with the conference's information to go to so that they could attend. It's all virtual. All they had to do was click on the link, and they were at the conference. And they were sent it out by a school administrator, right, in the Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity. What are we thinking? Hundreds or thousands of, uh, of recipients, probably. The Philadelphia School District. 
You know what? I mean, we can we can find out right now. Oh man, boy, this is a great show we're doing. <laughs> that wasn't a long enough clip for me to <laughs> type out all these words. <laughs> what was this button? Oh, that was the high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's boy. see what the internet says. Good thing you don't need to type fast for UPS. <laughs> 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 Even if I wanted to, the device they give me is garbage. Oh, that's true. So it doesn't really work. Uh, we're looking Windows at... Vista. <laughs> that's the enrollment. Uh, give me educators. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's going to be in my head forever. Oh, that's just... That is just plain fun. Well, we're talking... Whatever it is, these poor educators are going to be talking to 200,000 students, which is disturbing. Uh, hopefully none of them, hopefully all of them saw the email and decided, oh, that's on a weekend. I, I can't make it. <laughs> that's just what I'm going to hope. <laughs> I'm going to hope that's the case. I planned my family's dinner then. I, I can't attend this. <sighs> all right. All right. Sorry. Just move we, on. We, we, I, I will, we will never finish it. this podcast. I'm not yeah. seeing a number that's here. That's the future. Um, I do not have a minimum age of any sort in my practice. Problem. Problem. <laughs> yeah. The, he, no minimum age for transition surgeries? Now, to be clear, at the conference, he's using a PowerPoint where he is also on video while the PowerPoint slide is up. And that's literally the, just to be clear, other notes on my approach, uh, bullet point, minimum age, colon, none. none. Puberty and diagnosis, not age, determined surgery candidacy. Yes. So you have to have reached puberty in order to cut off the things that puberty provides, apparently. Um, Why? And you simply need a diagnosis. Why discriminate? There's no chronological age that says you don't get surgery. Now, having said that, I don't think I've ever done a consult on a 12-year-old yet, but we would if one came our way. We just haven't had reason to. Um, Thank God. And then we've done a number of 13-year-olds who, who we did consults on. I think I've done one or two 13-year-old surgeries. For the most part, it's 14 and up that by the time everything comes together, plus insurance approval, plus everything, that surgery actually gets completed. Um, we do not require... Does it make you angry that there are people that can't get medicine that they need because their insurance drags their feet, but insurance is approving these types of surgeries for 14-year-olds? Well, it takes a year. They start at 13. It takes a full year for them to get approved to get their Does it really grind your tissue? gears? It really grinds my gears. Any particular identity, we only require that somebody has gender dysphoria and uses a multidisciplinary process for us to you have, assess you have that. a question? Please, yes. Yes. Uh, what was the youngest age? a transmasculine kid could consider this surgery? So there is no youngest age um, at all. Um, the, with parental consent, somebody could even do a, con- a consult with me at age 10, 11, or 12. What an evil person. Yeah, no, despicable evil. Um, but I guess when you're living 30 years into the future where apparently everything that he thinks is normal um, and... I, I'm assuming by that time he assumes he's going to be a billionaire because, you know, when you've done 2,000 surgeries already, you're just, I mean, by that time he'll have done a million. Um, and I'm I'm just guessing, and I'm not, I'm not positive, but I'm guessing, like, chopping things off is like, you know, it's like, you know, walking up a mountain isn't as easy as if you want to get down real fast. You know what I mean? You can get down the mountain real fast. Gravity helps. I'm assuming just removing things is a little easier than, you know, having to construct things or probably mend things 
I mean, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but I feel like you're probably right. So, I mean, <sighs> I became a doctor. What do you do? I cut off perfectly healthy things. <laughs> so, you what, you're just a masochist? Is that what you... <laughs> what does yeah, that make you? Boy, I mean, I feel like... I feel like that does make him that. Uh, so like I said, he's speaking rationally. It sounds like he's speaking with a normative tone. But everything the man was saying is just, is it's disturbing. It's scary and disturbing. Um, so uh, no, no, Dr. Scott. Um, that In 30 years, um, uh, that the society will have collapsed if that's where we're heading. It's just absolutely true. Look at Greek and Rome. Greece and Rome. Um, so let's, let's move on. Um, I think we should move on to the ladies, men, they, men, they, them. I still have no idea what it's very people confusing. are pretending to be. It's very confusing. Well, the, <laughs> so what we have here is, uh, Jamie Joy, um, and Lucy Fielding. Uh, Jamie Joy goes by they, them pronouns, and she'll tell you, so don't worry. And Lucy goes by she, they, and she'll also let you know they. Will. She'll let you know what to do with her pronouns. Mm-hmm. So uh, gear up for this. Um, I don't even know that there's really not much commentary to be done. If you just let let them talk, um, and uh, and as I'm as I'm <laughs> let they them talk. I mean, look, Lucy describes herself as a white, queer, kinky, polyamorous, visibly able-bodied Jewish, witchy, non-binary, trans femme. <laughs> So, when she says that out loud as a list of things, just just go with it. Uh, now, what we have here is a a female to male in Jamie Joy, and then a male to female in Lucy Fielding. And it's concerning because if we're to be convinced, I don't know if I can speak for you, Jesse, but I am not. <laughs> I've got some serious doubts. All right, so let's let's let them talk, though. Maybe, well, Jamie Joy's up first, so listen here. Um, so I'm. I'll introduce myself. I'm a certified sex educator. My pronouns are they them. Um, I'm also a. Outside of doing sex education, I'm also a community organizer. I'm also um, very. I'm a big Jew, so I'm into I'm into all my Jewish rituals. I'm into all my my deli meats. I'm into all my morning bagels. Yes, well, when I think of Jewishness, all I think about is smoked salmon and <laughs> she bagels. Be, she be Locks and cream I, cheese. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do I like to? What are you trying? What are you trying to tell me, Jamie? Everything's so confusing. Oh gracious! Well, do continue on, Jamie. That's a big part of me, so I feel like I had to name that. Um, and I'm also um, a pretty big slut. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. And I, and I, I wear that title right. pretty proudly, um, okay. and I, I self-identify as kinky and polyamorous, and. Um, and I also call myself an originizer because in my free time outside of my day job, I like to get people together to explore their fantasies and um, their perversions in group. Hi, I'm Lucy Fielding. So that's something that 
She likes to help. She helps. Likes to help people explore their fantasies. That is something she said out loud. Something important they. for our, our children to really Them. relate to, right? Legion exploring our fantasies. Yes, I would love to that show that the educators could take back to their classrooms and become originators. Originizers. Originizers. <laughs> originizers. Yeah, the G is a hard G. It's yes, not a soft originizers. G. Because what? what they're trying she she see if you didn't pick up on it what she combined was organizer with orgy oh so see she's an or organizer because she organizes orgies which i mean throughout time has pretty much been um always applauded for i can think of all the great organizers of the past all of the Pillars of this community. Yeah. <laughs> they really, they really make it into the history books. They do. Those so great organizers. So if you're comfortable with educators listening to this, and then you know taking it back, so, you know this is so that help them relate to any children with je- these sexual issues. It gets worse. So here is Lucy, who is a trans female, which means this is a man ch- who's a. She, and he grew out his hair. She they please mix them. With That's a wig. Um, I am a uh, resident. Hold counselor. on, I'm rewinding this. Don't forget, you can mix it with reckless abandon. Please mix them with reckless abandon. Um, I am she. A, they uh, flips wig counseling in practicing in Charlottesville, Virginia. I am also a sex educator, and um, I'm a white. Just to be clear, she said she was literally training to be a counselor. So. He don't ever be in a room with this person alone. She <laughs> don't ever ever do it. I'm uh, now. This is this is literally not meant to be mean. I don't know how you're supposed to walk into a room where you're to take this person serious as they're going to help you process any sort of traumatic, uh, complex emotion. Yes, com- complex trauma. Or I genuinely don't. I'm I'm perplexed myself, Lucy. Blindly in the blind here. Queer kinky, polyamorous, um, visibly able-bodied. Visibly able-bodied. Now, just that particular qualifier gets me. You don't have to... You do realize that when you said that out loud, you don't have to tell us that, right? Unless you follow it up with, I'm actually invisibly disabled. (laughs) Right? You you don't need to tell me you're visibly able-bodied. Hi, I have eyes. I can see. Uh, but uh, now, if you follow that up, though, I'm visibly able-bodied and invisibly disabled. Then I, <laughs> like that, that would make sense. Are you invisibly disabled? Because I feel like you're just really taking a shot at the disabled community there at that point. I think she's just visibly disabled. Jewish witchy. Um, <laughs> witchy. What, what is <laughs> up with the Jewish community getting all witchy in here? <laughs> Yeah, so these are two really big Jews, and um, they're they're saying a lot of things. So non-binary trans femme, um, femme is both my queer identity and um, my gender identity. Yeah, I'm. I'm- All right, so what, what, what? I just still I don't even know what that means. I just what, how be many clear, identities do you have? Femme is neither your gender identity nor your whatever identity you want it to be because we all have eyes. Yeah. 
and you don't we these are not things these are things that have been ordained by God. You came out of the womb emphatically and objectively made as a man. And I know that's not nice to say, but nice that is enabling evil is a lie that should be destroyed. It is it is wrong to allow that kind of niceness, that kind of kindness. It is a worldly kindness that does not point to truth and love. Now, here here we take a transition. What they're going to play out for us. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> transition. I get it. Oh my gosh. Um, but as we transition here, they're going to go th- <laughs> they're going to go through a negotiation. This is quite literally a demonstration of what it would look like for people to go through a negotiation play in, in sexual deviant role playing. So Jamie is going to be talking to Lucy about what she expects from this sexual encounter. Okay, so brace yourselves. I'm also really excited to be playing with you. I, I haven't gotten to explore a lot of my, my mommy kink. And I think for tonight, I'm really wanting to feel cared for, but also get punished a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... So I don't, I, I want, I want like a lot of praise and I'm, I'm feeling like you're, you're a good boy. Um, and, and that's kind of my intention. How, what about for you? So this is what we want the educators to be able to take back to their classroom so that they can assist students in the public education system with whatever the heck that is. I'm sure it's going to lead to a healthy, fully functioned, well-informed citizenry, right? This is why, if this is what educators are taking you back, I got I to gotta tell Dr. Scott, I'm really sorry, buddy. You're going to be out of a job because society's done. <laughs> there's it's, going to be no job for you. In fact, if this keeps going this way, there's probably not going to be many sterile environments to do surgeries in anywhere. <laughs> Everything's going to be just, just debased and debauched. It's going to be quite quite horrible um they went on to a another segment where they both decided to they wanted you to be able to communicate about bodies and and body parts so this is really helpful for um the the educators uh, this is a great one this is going to help them to be able to talk about their body parts together so um if you uh we'll, we'll give it a listen here this is how they're they're going to communicate to us about this for so many years, I just felt so boxed in to using very particular kinds of language because because I- words have objective value and meaning and yeah, concrete you, things to refer to. Did you feel super boxed in by like, having to like call like definitions things uh, like anatomy parts like what they were? Like that's incredibly. Bo- I know I wouldn't want to box anybody in to call it things what they are <laughs> maybe her kink identity isn't based in reality maybe she's being witchy right now super witchy i was like this is the body and i i i can't re-envision outside of that um yes go on and, and i think 
<laughs> like coming into my trans identity was an opportunity for your body to change. To be like, oh, I actually get to re-envision my body however no. I want to. No, no. So this is no. how the game's going to work is that we're going to drop okay. into the chat different words that we like to hear oh, for bodies um, that are not gendered, that are like completely... Like what, like skateboard? Fun names <laughs> for people's bodies. Like... But I just want to pause here for a second. This is how you, again... We we did a whole episode on this. This is them taking the yes. the words, which is taking away meaning, which is taking away reality. That's what this is. Um, so bodies are just whatever you want to use, John, or like this is where this is where they literally start sounding like like four year olds. Well, not that they haven't sounded that way the whole time, but this is where they start sounding like four year olds, where they're like, "Oh no, that's a dude. That's a doohickey." That's a wee woo. That's and, and that's what's about to happen. And I want you to understand, this is what they wanted the educators to come to like referring to butts as back holes. Like, really? Like for real? Anyway, let's let's let that no don't don't take my word for it. <laughs> take a look. It's in this clip. Reading Rainbow. A great one just as an example, just to get it going. And then you all can jump into the chat is um, I like people to use the word goodies. Can I touch your goodies? Can I feel your goodies. Thank you to Sierra. That, that was uh, introduced to me back in middle school. Oh, oh goodies. Oh good. Yes. Goodies. I like to use the word goodies. Yep. Shout out to Sarah. Sierra. In Sierra. Oh, I'm sorry. Sierra told her about goodies back in middle in school. In middle school. Great. <sighs> now we're gonna tell them the kids have been in kindergarten. Okay. Okay, well let's see. Let's see what else any any other fun words. Yeah. Chest and front and back hole are great too. So a lot of you actually have named some of the ones that I actually was going to share with you already. So you can keep adding ones in the chat. I'm going to start to show some of the ones on my screen. So what's coming up on the screen is bits. We have bits. We have any and Audi, front hole, junk, goodies, package. So all the words that teenage boys use for things. I don't know. Equipment. Back hole, sweet spot. Ooh, someone says treasure. Ooh. Yeah, so this activity is just Yarr. showing us <laughs> that we have. I be here for your buried treasure. Of words that we can use the booty. to talk about our bodies. That you can't that use that one. That one describes a body part already. Connected and don't add to our, our pirates gendered, that don't like too gendered automatically make us feel like triggered or i'm sorry i'm sorry we don't care anymore jamie if you feel triggered by using general anatomy i'm sorry i I got nothing for you i feel like there's just going to be triggered by like cisgender existence the whole thing is to like it makes this it makes 
what th- this is not normative, but what they're trying to say is they're this is only normative. And for an educator to go to this and walk out of this with anything that would they could possibly consider as useful to take into their to teaching teens, adolescents, or worse yet, ten to twelve year olds, whom what Doctor Scott will go ahead and do a transition surgery on if they want. No, it's it's. This is grossly violative of all that is good. Um, I don't think we should do any of the other clips. There, there's honestly too much. One of them is mostly about um, phallic implements, and it is just real bad. It's all kinds of bad, uh, seven levels of bad. Um, and then there's two trans males they were female to male and uh they're <clears throat> it's not good so we'll just leave it at that um this is just a sampling there was so much more content uh online uh for you for teachers to you know equip themselves with um this this trans wellness conference is put on annually uh, through the Mazzoni Center. That's something I just want you. To, I just want you to hear that and remember it because if you ever see the Mazzoni Center anywhere, uh, just just go up and ask them really hard and awkward questions so that you can have fun uh, with their answers. <clears throat> because uh, this Mazzoni Center is um, is mostly supported by uh, by the you know dollars that the government takes from you. So that's that's the tax dollars mostly hard at work. Um, uh, Something like five point five million dollars in government contracts, another hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars in grants. So that's five point six million dollars from that's a lot of money. That's just a lot of money. That's just last year. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 just Fiscal year 2021. It's it's real bad. I mean, they also received $1.9 million from the Paycheck Protection Program in 2021. So that's another bit of our our money. So what are we up to? Oh, it's uh, not our tax dollars. They just printed that money. 7.5. <laughs> that money doesn't really exist. $7.5 million that, that they've they've gotten there. It's like RUSs. Um, that's $7.5 million of their their 14.9. That is half of all revenue that the Mazzoni Center brought in through also, again, obviously, third-party billing. That is them billing other people after they're using the taxpayer money to get everything going and then bill other people. Uh, so that's $6.5 million. So it, it, either they're billing it or they're getting it from the government, and that's that's great. That's awesome. Uh, that I'm had anything to do with this makes me very sad. I mean, money's fungible. I'm just going to pretend it was only Jesse's taxes that went to the Missouri sector. No, no, mine didn't. No, go no, to, no, no, no. Mine only went to good things. No, they printed it. It's not. It wasn't like any all, of our money. Like all that hard work they did in Afghanistan to uh, get the people out of. Wait, uh, that didn't. Oh, that didn't. That didn't go well either. Anyway, the Mazzoni Center uh, doing a bang up job. So that's that's a story. I, this is and this is how it transitions right into the second story that we want to. That's the wrong sound for a transition. Is that the right trend? Oh, because I said transition. transition. Every time you get, <laughs> that's a great callback joke, man. You're rocking that. <laughs> this is the thing. Now you guys get to hear what goes on in my head <laughs> as I'm listening to you. So uh, so as I transition. 
Thank you very much. <clears throat> As I transition to the next story, this next story is a continuation in that this culture that is being promoted by this trans wellness conference, which the teachers are going to, right? This culture that's being promoted there has, is everywhere, and it is, it is always wanting to war against what God is doing. So this then takes us to Louisville in Kentucky, to the Christian Academy of Louisville, C-A-L, or CAL for short, as we can then reference it from here on out. They tried hard to care well for homosexuals, and in a Bible elective, uh, they gave out a assignment. The Bible elective's assignment uh, was to specifically write a letter to a friend who is struggling with homosexuality and lovingly give them the biblical truth uh, that can bring healing to them. That was the whole entirety of this assignment. It was to write a letter that lovingly presented the truth of God's word to them in a winsome and rational way. Well, it definitely sounds hateful and irrational. Yeah, boy, it just sounds bigoted and evil, doesn't it? It's so white of them. So, it's so cisgender of them. I mean, first of all, if you're sending your child to the Christian Academy of Louisville, what exactly are you thinking that they're teaching there? Are you thinking that those educators are going to the virtual trans wellness, Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference? Because they're not. That's not what's happening. Those teachers are going to be informing your child from a biblical worldview and a biblical framework about life and reality. One of those things being that God's word is designed to lovingly heal us from sin. Jesus makes us new. Hello? What we, I mean, I, I don't understand. If you want to send your child to a Christian school, there's got to be a reason. Whatever that reason was... Why would you send your child to a Christian school and then not realize they were going to actually instill Christian values? Well, why why are you saying that, Justin? Did this become a problem? Oh, right. I guess I should go on with the story. Boy, did it, Jesse. So what happened was... (laughs) (laughs) I just want to put on, like, cool shades. (laughs) What happened happened was... uh, What happened was... (laughs) My brother <laughs> muted my microphone. But up, 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 Give it a boo. Uh, a uh, person got the got this assignment from a friend, and the friend was upset, and their and their their child was upset. Again, I don't know why. The whole point of it is to be gracious and loving and truthful. Um, so I don't know why they were upset, but whatever reason they were upset. Also, I don't know why, because you sent your, this is literally as about right. as a mundane as a Christian school assignment. As I could think. paying money to be there. First of all, it's literally in a Bible elective. Last time I checked, electives are Op- elective. <laughs> elective. You can elect <laughs> yes. to go to them or not. Yes, I, that's what I've always wondered about that. Unlike our presidents, in which the are <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh man. Um, the friend then posted uh, the pictures they received from this distraught parent uh, of the assignment on Twitter, and it kind of picked up a lot of steam and a lot of traction, and then uh, had a whole article in the Courier Journal uh, and some other news outlets that picked it up. The What I love, and I just, I do, I, I genuinely love this, the screenshots literally share the full assignment as well as the grading rubric. Now, I love the grading rubric for this assignment, but we'll start with the assignment uh, so, so you can hear it. 
This is uh, in the Worldviews essay, Essays on What Are Humans Unit, the What Are Humans Unit. There's the assignment. The essay is, write a letter to a friend of your same gender who is struggling with homosexuality. First of all, your friend is struggling with homosexuality, so I'm assuming that they're not applauding homosexuality. Either way, that's the assignment. The, uh, the parameter is, assume that you have known this friend since kindergarten, that you go to the same church, and that you have been pretty good friends over the years until now. This friend is your same age. The aim of your letter should be to, here we go, lovingly and compassionately speak truth to the person you're talking to in a way that does not approve of any sin. Instead, try to persuade them of the goodness of God's design for them. What a bunch of hateful bigots over there at Cal, the old Christian Academy of Louisville. What a bunch of evil, disgusting, maligning, or... That's exactly like what you would want your Christian yeah. child to do if they were going to write a letter. Like it, it's pr- it absolutely. So uh, honestly, <laughs> I was even shocked that they thought that to, to even do this. Yeah, it's a great. Normally, like in the Christian school that I went to, they I I, don't, I doubt that they would even want to breach this subject, let alone uh, make an assignment that incorporates both love and truth. That scores the highest points for the incorporation of love, truth, and scripture. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I love this assignment. It's like, a great assignment. And this is a challenging Bible elective assignment that's going to force you to get into the scriptures. So, in at least eight sentences, they had to try to show the friend from the Bible reason and your personal friendship. One, that God designed that God has designed for them is good. Two, that homosexuality will not bring them satisfaction. And three, that you love them even though you don't approve of their lifestyle. Huh, well, I mean, check, check, and check. That is, that's a Christian, that's a Christian perspective on how to engage sinful behavior. <laughs> it's like, anyway, I love this rubric. Here's the grading rubric, which again, this guy, this person posted this that I'm supposed to feel incensed by this, but here's their rubric. To receive the grade of excellent, which would be 15 points, the letter communicates truth lovingly and clearly from scripture with obvious logical arguments, or logical argument to persuade. Yep, that sounds great. I'm on board. That's an excellent grade. The good grade has letter communicates truth in a way that lacks love or clarity. Ah, loosely based on scripture and logic to persuade. So the, the love has gone down or isn't clear. It's less scriptural and the logic is not, is not in any way persuasive. To get to fair, I love that it's not average. Fair, fair. Nine points. The letter communicates some truth mixed with some error, with little love or clarity, without reference to scripture, utilizing some logic with no persuasion. And the needs work, or which gives you six points. The letter communicates at least one truth with little love or clarity, without reference to scripture, or the use of logic and persuasion. So, the less love, the less clarity, the less scripture, and the less logic gets a worse grade. And doing more of all those things is a better grade. This is like, yeah, no, that's what should be in a Bible elective, I think. Seems like a fair rubric to me. It's it, it's a great assignment. It's a great assignment. Yeah, this led to a lot of, a lot of problems. Um, Vitriol. <laughs> 
and this is this is just really honestly to highlight that th- this worldview hates Christianity. They hate Christianity. They would rather it not exist. They have no idea that the country they live in, where they're allowed to say whatever they want and pretend whatever fantasy they want, exists because our country exists on the foundation of biblical principles. Freedom doesn't exist for them outside of that reality. So they are standing on the shoulders of giants, looking down and spitting in the face of those who have gone before them. Now, however, this doofus that posted this is clearly, he only leans one way, obviously, in his views. Because all of his friends in his comments and the people that picked it up and started running with it, they just, it's only one way. No one's having a discussion here. This is literally an echo chamber on Twitter. Comments are great. Like, oh, this is grooming. Now, to be clear... (laughs) The horse crap we just walked through be that educators are being encouraged to go to in, in Philadelphia, that's not grooming. But this, this is definitely grooming. Oh, definitely grooming. Sure. Right. Yes. This is, I'm sure, if you want, yeah, if grooming means helping people live and walk in righteousness and faith in Jesus Christ. Then yeah, this is definitely grooming. But that let me let me why don't you why don't you go ahead and take some pictures and images of the people that are running the uh, breakout sessions here at the Trans Wellness uh, Conference, and you tell me who who looks like they're actually living out a a fulfilled life. Because I can tell you, if you look at the these people, they don't have joy. They have constant chaos. So. Great job. Great job, buddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the the J.P. Davis, uh, which was the gentleman that uh, shared the pictures that went viral, or the account, rather, they are, are apparently some type of advocacy and legal group, uh, you know, defending, well, the wrong side of history. Um, and they, you can hear the hate, the hate for Christians in this. So it says, today our founder, J.P. Davis, shared a screenshot of an assignment at a Christian Academy of Louisville that asked seventh graders to write a letter to persuade a friend who is a homosexual. The student should instead encourage, quote, the goodness of God's design for them. The screenshot went viral in support of the LGBTQ plus community and students and alumni from CAL who feel shamed by their school. First off, the grammar in this statement is just terrible. We stand yeah, with JP. And these are lawyers. <laughs> we stand with JP and repudiate Christian Academy of Louisville and their hateful rhetoric. Just insert biblical rhetoric an indoctrination of anti-gay sentiments or just biblical sentiments. We love and honor our LGBTQ plus community and view the assignment by CAL as antithetical to the responsible education and health of our youth. It's absolutely insane in the membrane. They reject God. They hate God. They want nothing to do with God and they would rather him, they would rather him removed from any aspect of life, public life. Yeah, so here's what I'm going to recommend. Here's the big takeaway here. This this whole send your teachers here, get this grooming and education and indoctrination taken into the schools simply breeds this culture. And as far as I'm concerned, if you live in the, the Louisville area, never, ever, ever use the J.P. Davis legal partners. Never in a million years. I would say that right off the bat. And if you're in Louisville... I would seriously consider going to uh, Cal. They seem to have a really, really good idea on what to do with. You know what? Honestly, and even if you can't attend it, just send them a hundred bucks. I mean, just, just, 
seriously. Oh, just a, an encouraging letter because they did receive uh, quite quite a bit of, of pushback, and uh, they, as of the writing of, of the article, they did not. They were not folding. They weren't changing anything. I mean, get this: people were shocked to find out. Um, <laughs> I know it's shocking that that at at Cal you can't actually um, be a homosexual and and work there. They were shocked that at a Christian academy <laughs> you couldn't be a homosexual teacher. Why would a homosexual want to be a teacher at a conservative Christian academy? You know, it does seem to boggle like, the mind. Like, I'm a nurse. I'm a male nurse. I don't want to work in maternity. Like, there's just places you don't want to work if you are a certain thing. Or, that's because that's pretending to be a certain thing. Just to be clear, that's not because Jesse doesn't love kids. He loves kids. Oh, I I, I love kids, but that is a, that, that is that's not just not the same. Yeah. So between this J.P. Davis lawyer guy trying to get his stones off here, I guess, and and grow his business base or whatever he's trying to do, he's trying to take down a perfectly legitimate and obvious use of Christian education. So great job, buddy. Um, I don't know if this you think this makes you a hero, but and it certainly doesn't. And you should definitely be concerned uh, because uh, one day the the God that you are miscategorizing and leading people towards uh, will have to uh, will have to communicate to you. Um, you see, he's already given us objective truth in his word, and you've already ignored it because you would like to enact your own version of God and morality. So that's just it's. This is just the the natural outplaying, and and so if you don't think it's coming, if you don't think these ideas are coming for all aspects, if you we have to understand, they don't want this stuff in our homes. They don't want this stuff. They don't. They, you shouldn't. You should not have the ability to educate your child. It's going to be viewed as be child to abuse. Think this, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, it soon it's going to be, it, they're going to cr- try to creep this into your home. They're going to try to creep this into your church so that they cannot, you are not allowed to have a, a historical orthodox biblical perspective on anything, nothing. Um, uh, so yeah, you're, they're definitely grooming. They're grooming, not just, not just the kids that they're going to be taking this crap back to in the Philadelphia school district from the trans wellness conference, they're going to be, they're grooming all of culture. And, uh, and if we don't stay on top of these ideas, if we don't hear them, and I know it's, it's hard to hear them, but if we don't hear them and know exactly how deeply and, and disturbingly they are oriented away into lie, away into falsehood, uh, we will not be able to adequately address it with the truth and glorious healing redemptive power of the gospel yeah i mean it's it's ephesians 5 right just the idea that that exposing the works of darkness and sapping the power from that by exposing it with the light and glory of truth and the gospel yeah so i just want to say again good on good on cal good on the the christian academy of louisville um i just want to see if i can get some of their statements um where is where is it? I'm looking, looking. So here we go. Here's here's some statements from from Cal. They teach content with a biblical worldview. Uh, they believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that it also uh, and 
it does it does encourage tolerance. Uh, I guess that's that's the kindness they do. They they said we believe that God created the marriage covenant to be between one man and one woman, citing Genesis one twenty seven and Genesis two twenty four. We believe that sex is a good gift of God to be celebrated within the confines of the marriage covenant, agreeing that all their sexual expressions go against God's design. First Corinthians six eighteen, Galatians five nineteen. We believe that all individuals are created in the image of God and therefore should be treated with compassion, respect, dignity, and love at all times, even in disagreement. Uh, this seems, I, I just trying to find out where, I was just trying to see where they got unreasonable. You know, I was just trying to see where they just came out as vis- just with visceral bigotry. This is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous that this is even something that, that they made into a story. And and really, you know, shame on you, J.P. Davis partners. You Shame on you for this. Um, and shame on you for being a parent that sent your kids to a place that teaches a Christian biblical worldview and then getting upset that they teach a Christian biblical worldview. Shame on you for that. Um, we, we have got to be able to see what is going on. They, they are indeed, no, they do indeed know that they can tear down the family, they can tear down culture, if they, can, if they can separate children from parents and if they can indoctrinate them, if they can literally groom them, then they can take over culture. But this culture will be destroyed. It will not last. It has no weight-bearing legs on it. And that's just how I feel about it. I agree. I hope this, uh, I hope that you can, we're going to have, we'll have links in the show notes. You can check them out. Um, and uh, you can do some more deep diving. Uh, if you really truly wish to, you know, go to Christopher Rufo's Twitter, uh, we'll have the links up on that and you can... <laughs> Make your own choices as to what videos you want to watch and what videos you don't want to watch. Uh, you have been you have been forewarned, uh, but feel free to share this out there. I think people need to be a, be confronted with this level of reality as to what's going on, what's being recommended to our teachers, what's going to be moving towards in, it, moving deeper into our education system, uh, as well as what's already infiltrated culture and is coming after Christian schools, homes, churches. Uh, so it 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 needs to be something we're ready to to wage war with truth against. Amen? Amen. And so that includes episode 70 of the Carby Feeder Podcast. We're glad to have you here tonight. Uh, it's been a absolutely awesome uh, time. I hope that you found this, although not super fun, <laughs> but hopefully super informative. We'd love for you to run on over uh, in honor of uh, June, which is a very special month of which we do not speak. You can grab yourself a God's Bow sticker on the Carby Fide website. Uh, they are cheap, they are awesome, and you can slap them on anywhere, um, and, as well as any uh, merchandise you might enjoy purchasing. We do also want to make sure we make a special uh, a special reminder that it is uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, and so uh, we do uh, want to take time to remember all those who have fallen in service uh, to this country, to saving uh, to saving lives of others, to sacrificing of their of themselves. Uh, so that we might be able to make a podcast, that we would be able to sit and and move and and live in the place that we live with the freedoms that we have, we should rejoice in them, uh, and we should not waste those freedoms, uh, but rather we should use them to this day, Christian, seize the faith. faith.